Five years ago, automated plant recognition was really bad and it has got better. But we, what we thought at the time was, you know what, let's test if people actually want to use a service like this. Hello and welcome to the Plants and Me podcast. Today I'm really, really pleased to be joined by George from Smart Plant and he runs a app uh, that's going to help you do lots and lots of gardening um, and it's it's really, really good. It's one I've tried to break. Uh, um, I can't remember what I said in the recording but I have been out on the nursery trying to fool this app into thinking one plant is, is something else with various different angles trying to make sure there's a lot of sun in the background and things like that and I have to say it's better than I thought it would be. Um, so definitely one that's well worth checking out without a doubt. And we had a really, really good chat, and it's interesting to see he's um, obviously new to the horticulture industry from a business point of view, um, and his app is doing really, really well. And it's one of those apps, um, or one of those new introductions to horticulture that I think uh, is really, really welcome. Um, it's fantastic for people who have never gardened before, um, and it makes it a lot easier. It answers a lot of questions. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed having this conversation with him um, and learned a lot about how the app works and uh, a little bit about the trends in horticulture um, which obviously running uh, running a nursery uh, is really really interesting to me um, but he he points out a lot of interesting things so it's it's definitely worth worth looking to now we've obviously got to the time of year where we're getting a lot of rain certainly we are in Essex um, so we're not having to water as much which is always welcome um, and yeah, the time of year where lots of leaves are falling off trees, lots of plants are going underground. Um, and really, sp- certainly from a chili and herb point of view, it's kind of the end of the season. We're not selling many herbs at the moment. Um, so we're prepping for next year, putting in any seed orders and stuff like that. And I'm sure you're doing the same at home, ready for your garden. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to next year. Looking for, forward to the RHS shows, uh, our plans for Chelsea, Hampton Court and stuff like that are going really, really well. Um, so yeah, um, looking forward to sharing them with you as well. And we're going to bring a few um, specials to the Plants and Me podcast, um, a few interesting things. Um, and I'm roping my dad into coming onto the podcast in the in the next few weeks to talk about a few stuff. So uh, really looking forward to that. So without further ado, let's start the podcast. Hi, you're listening to Plants and Me podcast that is all about plants, gardening, and the people who are passionate about them with your host, Alan Lodge. Welcome to the podcast, George. Hello there, Alan. How are you? Very good, thank you. And how, how are things with you? Uh, yeah, pretty good. We've had an exciting week. Uh, autumn's here, so um, not as busy as we are in summer, but planning for spring. Yeah, excellent. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I am George Williams, the founder of an app called Smart Plant. And um, the essence of the app is that we make looking after your plants simple. And we do that through plant and pest identifications with a photo. We've got hundreds of experts across the world who you can chat to and ask them uh, anything you'd like about your plants. Um, and if you register with us which plants you have in your garden, we'll send you monthly reminders on what you need to be doing with them. Brilliant. And how did that come about? Have you got a background in horticulture? Um, I sort of hasten to add that my, my green thumb is is still blooming, but um, uh, my uncle has a nursery down in Cornwall called Burncoos, 
Um, and whilst I've always lived in London, um, I did spend a lot of time down there and at the Chelsea Flower Show. Um, so in some ways, I'm sort of trying to merge this uh, very um, long-standing nursery in Cornwall with the sort of 21st century in a way. And I think my own lack of knowledge um, when I was a toddler and a teenager probably inspired me to create something that uh, bridged that gap. Excellent. And if you think back to that, uh, or maybe another another memory, what's your earliest memory of, of gardening? Oh, God, good question. Um, it's got to be going around the gardens at, at Burncoos and probably not really uh, realising what I was looking at, but appreciate it. I mean, they're, they're specialists in magnolia and camellias. So if you go down there when everything's in bloom, it's very hard not to appreciate uh, everything there. But uh, I probably didn't really appreciate that it was horticulture at the time, if you know mm. what I mean. I think that's exactly right, and actually, uh, we dress it up with these this this name of horticulture, or or even gardening sometimes. But sometimes, even if you're walking through London, and I was up there uh, last weekend, uh, you just someone else's garden, walking through a park, a bit of green space is always nice. It is amazing, and when the magnolias come out, you sort of they, it's as if they just come out overnight, and suddenly the whole of London is is pink. Yes, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. We all think of these grey buildings in London, but actually, it's, you don't have to go far or look too hard to find a lot of green space. Yeah, totally excellent. So you had that background, and you're trying to merge uh, the the sort of new technology world with with gardening. But the idea behind Smart Plant, what what strived you to to make that a reality? Um, the answer is twofold. Firstly, um, I tried a few jobs in London and uh, none of them really got me inspired to want to sit behind an office doing something for someone else. Um, and secondly, it was just, it, it became very apparent to me that um, I think I saw an app uh, which was called Snap Fashion or something where you could take a photo of clothes and it would show you similar clothes and things like that. Um, so I thought, why isn't someone doing that with plants? And um, so that, that was the sort of original idea, just identification. And that has sort of rolled, because of the people that were using our app, who tend to be um, 25 to 35-year-old plant owners, that idea sort of evolved into trying to build a more encompassing system that really helped them not only identify what they had, but look after it every month and make that process very simple. Because generally, younger people who own plants perhaps care less about the names and less about horticulture, um, but uh, possibly see their plants as a, as a in the same way that they might see furniture in their house. So being able to look after it very simply was is very important and is still one of our mantras. Mm. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think you're absolutely right about the naming and uh, certainly when you come to botanical names and things like that. Um, we've we've often said on the podcast that it's, it's very easy when you've been in horticulture for a very long time to get almost tied up in, in these names and things like that. But the reality is, especially a plant in the house, but the same for a garden as well, is it, it's there because you want to look at it and it looks beautiful or smells beautiful or something like that. I mean, the, the the names do serve a pretty important purpose mm. as well on a, from a nomenclature basis. But mm. um, 
lots of people don't actually care about that. <laughs> no, quite. Um, so you go to, um, I'm assuming your app's available. Where is it available? We're on uh, iOS and Android. And actually, everything we've done is also live on Amazon Alexa. So you can ask Alexa what you need to do with your roads this month, and she'll tell you. Brilliant. So you go to one of those systems, uh, and certainly the iOS and the Android, you, you download the app. Uh, what happens then? Download the app. Um, you'll be greeted by a homepage with the trending plants in your area, some videos. We work with some fantastic people like um, Hugh Richards, who's a young, you may know, who's a young allotmenteer from Wales. Um, and we encourage you to add a plant to your garden. And as soon as you add a plant to your garden, be it through an identification or just from our library, um, the, the app sort of comes more and more alive the more plants you add. And our aim is to get, I think we've had, we've had well over 450,000 plants added, i.e. in our care. Uh, and our aim is to get people to list everything they've got so we can help them. And when did the app launch? Five years ago is the is the real answer, but in its current um, in its current form, we'd probably be going for about two years. Wow, that's a lot of plants you've had added then. So it's obviously <laughs> going nicely. Yeah, no, it's very exciting at the moment actually. Good, excellent. And the question I had as soon as I found out about itself and about your app was the whole identification process and how you go about that. Talk us through that for a bit. When we started. Um, we realized that, I mean, five years ago, automated plant recognition was really bad and it has got better. But we, what we thought at the time was, you know what, let's test if people actually want to use a service like this. So we just used experts um, and effectively, you know, day one, I was emailing experts plant pictures and then matching it to plants in our database, which was very time consuming. What we've realized over time is that actually those experts who consist of ex-garden centre managers, RHS advisors on the weekends, so on and so forth, are actually able to add an incredible amount of value beyond just saying that's what this plant is called. And, and so we've sort of ended up building our app around them. Um, in terms of, so we, I, I sometimes refer to them as our horticultural Uber drivers, so <laughs> that they get paid for every identification they do. Um, and they absolutely love it. Um, but what, uh, yeah, so the automated plant identification is something we are looking at. It does have its flaws. I mean, we go back to uh, getting plants' names right. Um, most plant ID tools are very good at getting the genus and might be okay at getting the species, but you can give up on any variety identification. Hmm. So um, with our experts, we might take a bit longer, but we're a lot more accurate. And we'd only incorporate machine learning um, when we knew it would serve a beneficial purpose and be accurate, uh, as accurate as possible. But that's how it works. Excellent. So there's, there's a person behind the app, in essence, when you ask that question, what is this plant? Yeah, exactly. And, and actually, when you... So we identify plants and pests. So if you take a photo of your magnolia and... Um, you want it identified, you can also add a comment like, why have the leaves gone brown? Or can I plant this next to that? Or whatever it might be. And the experts are there to sort of help you and guide you on the way. Yeah, and I can vouch for that because um, I 
uh, I'm quite lucky. I can I can test these things to the nth degree um, because <laughs> I've got a nursery full of very unusual um, things, and I even tried taking them at funny angles and stuff like that. And it, what George is saying is right. The experts are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, one one of the other challenges you have with plants is obviously seasonality. So a plant in October, November will look totally different to the same plant in spring. So any sort of automated plant identification tool probably works off the flowers or when it's in bloom or when the leaves are out or whatever. And um, that's not all year round. So the experts are very, the experts can get stuff that perhaps doesn't look as nice as it does in the magazines. Hmm. And you mentioned that um, you've got experts all over the world. Um, I'm assuming you've got people using the app all over the world as well. That must bring challenges. Definitely. One of one of which. So we we are only in English, but I've recently learned that there's no direct translation in French for the word mulch, <laughs> which uh, I thought was interesting. Yeah. And um, I think it, there's lots of gardening terms that don't really translate into other languages. So yes, we're live in lots of countries. The challenges, the the challenges in identification aren't that um, extreme. But the challenges in distributing regional care information across the globe are greater on that basis. So we're quite careful about um, if we don't know what to do with a rose in West Russia, we won't tell people. Yeah, quite. And I imagine, uh, and I might be wrong here, and this might only be from a herb point of view, but I remember talking to someone who was uh, who specialised in herbal medicine in China Um Am I right in thinking that quite a lot of Asia doesn't use Latin names? They they have a different system for for identification. I have absolutely no idea. I'm afraid. No. Okay. We haven't yet translated into Chinese, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, that is a challenge. That will definitely be a challenge, without a doubt. So um, people are going in, they're finding uh, out what their plant is. They they don't know what it is, and then you're you're sending them care information on a regular basis. Yeah. So every month. If you register the, the plants you have every month, we'll just send you a very gentle reminder saying you've got new information, um, new care information for your plants this month. The idea being that they can just jump in, find out what they need to do and tick off their tasks as they go. And if they have any questions, then um, the experts are right there. So there's a sort of live chat system. So, yeah. Excellent. I mean, I think, I think importantly, especially looking at the people who use our app, um, it's as useful to know that you don't need to do anything as it is to know that what you need to do. So we, we're quite proud of the fact that we will send notifications saying that um, you don't need to do anything this month. Mm. Yeah, because people always worry, and you know, overwatering and not enough light and so on and so forth. All those common problems. People just need a gentle reminder that they should water more or less at this time of the year. Yeah. Excellent. And I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, people do kill their plants with kindness, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Um, and before we hit record, uh, you were talking about um, your logo going on plant labels. Um, and that's something I think is going to help out a huge amount of people. So what does that involve? Well, basically, um, we had a purely consumer-facing app for four years. And we realized that... Um, the industry, as wonderful as it is, is is not uh, as digitized as lots of other industries. So we tr started trying to work out how we could um, help 
retailers and growers and plant breeders with the consumer-facing app that we created. And one of the um, big challenges for a retailer is um, giving people the confidence to buy new plants or the confidence that they can look after the plants they've just bought, which normally only sits on one plastic label. Um, and beyond that, sort of re-engaging digitally with a plant buying customer. Um, so we took that and started working with a few smaller retailers, testing out the idea of scanning barcodes on plants to unlock monthly care reminders. Um, and we've been running with that for about two years. Um, I'm pleased to say that as of 2020, we'll be on, you'll see our little smart plant logo and a QR code or a barcode on 30 million labels, um, which you can scan and you get all of the information you get on the label and hopefully a bit more in terms of how to establish your plant. Um, and then if you press add to my plants, uh, we'll send you monthly notifications. Brilliant. That's going to help out a huge amount of people. Um, and that's uh, across the country? That is across the country. I think the last number was about a thousand different retailers. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, and we're working, so, uh, we're working closely with Thompson & Morgan and Homebase at the moment, which has been a massive success. So, Yeah, and uh, from that, um, does your... I'm guessing you speak to a lot of your, um, sorry, do you call them customers, clients, um, a lot of the, the users of the app? Um, yeah, users or plant right. lovers. One of yes, uh, I'm guessing you speak to them on a, on a regular basis. Um, how has the information that those guys give you moved the app in different directions? Because I've always been interested uh, at a party or or just in the supermarket sometimes I get stopped and asked about a plant if I'm wearing a like a nursery uh, logo or something like that I've been interested that actually when you're in the industry you think the questions will be about something and they're going to be about something completely different mm. I think the first thing I say is all the user feedback we've have, had on the way I mean we get our experts to write the care information. And as simple as we try and get them to write it, the customer always wants it to be simpler. Um, as soon as we start talking about potassium levels in soils, it totally turns people off and they think, well, I'm not, I don't even know where to buy potassium sort of thing. So um, that's, that's definitely... Um, sort of guided our development a lot is just super simple and very easy to follow care instructions. Um, and yeah, I sort of, I can't, I can't think of anything else. That, that's, we, we do quite periodic user feedback and it's normally about simplicity and um, faster responses. Mm. <laughs> and actually the response is pretty, pretty quick. I think maybe the longest was about five, six minutes. Um, I waited for a, for a plant recognition. Excellent. Um, so that, that's pretty quick. And I, uh, I, I was sitting there, you've had contact with Olivia who, who does the editing of the podcast and, and emails people and things like that. Um, and, uh, I said to her, um, this one will stump them. Uh, but actually it didn't. <laughs> um, which you'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> We've had a few people who, um, a while ago, we did a fundraising round, and um, one of the investors managed to find 
a plant that none of the experts knew, and it turned out that that plant, which he found on top of Table Mountain, only grows in that certain area of South Africa, and <laughs> there was no way anyone was going to get that. But. That's quite extreme lengths to go to. <laughs> yes, yeah, but they are they are only human, I'm afraid. Mm. Yeah, and actually, I think uh, the little bit I know about plant recognition with uh, machine learning, etc., uh, I think the humans at the moment have got the the upper hand. The edge, yeah, and I think you know we we absolutely love our experts. So anything we do do down that sort of avenue will definitely be uh, half human, half robot, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, excellent. So, where do you see Smart Plant going in the future? I mean, we uh, we've got a very exciting year next year, um, and we really just want to be known as the app that makes plant care simple um, for plant owners of all shapes and sizes and ages. Um, so our focus is very much on um, keep, keeping on doing what we're doing in the UK. Um, and yeah, and then and then Europe is also a, a, another exciting option, although we'll have to find out what the translation for mulch is to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we're yeah, just keeping on making it as simple as possible and making sure that um, you can go from a plant purchase or plant ownership to just very straightforward information in the palm of your hand or on a nice dashboard on the internet. Mm, brilliant. Uh, everyone's very keen on re plastic reduction and, and we think long term um, digital is a, is a very good way to supply information and our app could could help with uh, a reduction in plastic across retail as well yeah of course yeah and actually the amount of plastic that must be involved in in plant labels you're absolutely right it must be huge yeah i mean i've been trying to work out how many labels are um made for the industry in the uk yeah it's it's hundreds of hundreds of millions so yeah there's a lot of little plastic labels ending up in people's top drawers and ultimately probably in the ocean mm. so yeah yeah definitely a, a well worth um, target there definitely and as we we're talking it suddenly uh, occurred to me that you mentioned that quite a lot of your um your users uh i think said between 25 and 35 roughly yeah yeah it must be you must have a very good insight into uh, the growing trends in horticulture. Certainly, anyone that's been in it for a while will see this this rise in house plants. Have you noticed that as well? So, I mean, all you have to do is look at the homepage of our app when you're in London, and you'll see. I think uh, much to the disappointment of lots of uh, the industry, the most popular plant in the summer was aloe vera <laughs> in, in London. So I think that that says it all. Um, we, yeah, I mean, we get some amazing um, insights into what people a are buying from places like home base, but also what when someone buys a plant, they'll go back and add the rest of their garden to the app. So we actually are building a really incredible picture of the plant ownership landscape. Mm. And you're you're totally right. Yeah, we've. Our 25 to 35 year old users are just all over houseplants. They probably are renting in cities with a small space and want to make it feel green. I actually read that, which I'm not sure if this is true, but the uh, decrease in the amount of millennials getting married uh, is causing millennials to replace them with plant ownership. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, t- to be fair, they don't make you wash up as much. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's interesting. I mean, I don't know whether you you know this off the top of your head, uh, or you might just barely take a stab in the in the dark. But the people adding the plants to their their garden on your on your app, how many plants on average do the, the millennials and the, the 25 to 35 year olds how many plants do they they own oh it's a good question uh the quick answer is it varies a lot but i think the average is about five to six okay but that would be you're talking like a, a small apartment somewhere um all of which would probably house plants yeah interesting and uh you've said you want to uh grow and grow um the the amount of help that you're giving to to all your users um over time um and you're using alexa um has that been a big uptake in that um i suppose it's been as big as i expected it to be having uh had an alexa device in my house for about a year so we do get people using it i think there's you know uh, we've future proofed ourselves in that sense but I think at the moment people are more more intent on using Alexa to um, as a cooking timer and to play the radio. Yeah. Um, but there is no doubt that going forward, um, you know, being able to have a listing of your own personal preferences, be it plants or music or books, um, registered with a device like Alexa, and being able to say, oh, what do I need to do with my rose and Alexa says, make sure you fertilize it this month and then you can order some fertilizer and so on and so forth. So that that's the, our sort of ultimate aim. But at the moment, we just deliver our very simple care information through um, Alexa's beautiful voice. Mm. Excellent. Good. And um, something you, you've touched on a little bit, um, but the main cause of uh, problems that people have in there with their plants, um, I think you mentioned earlier, would you say that is watering? Uh, with houseplants, I think definitely, um, water and light as ever, um, seem to be the, the, the key stumbling blocks for, um, young plant owners and yeah, over love as you put it so well. Hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. And if people want to download the app, where, where are they going to go to? Um, if you just type in smart plant to any search engine or internet browser or app store, you'll find us, um, and yeah, it's tot- so I, I should explain this bit. It's totally free to download and you can add as many plants as you'd like to receive care information totally for free. All you have to do is make an account. We give you two identifications to start with and then one a month after that. If you'd like unlimited, we have a premium service which costs you about three quid a month. So for, And that gives you unlimited access to the experts. Hmm. As I say, they we pay them for every inter- interaction. So, yeah, they need to pay for their internet bills. Well, indeed, yeah. And they're um, you're on social media as well? Yeah, we are to be found on all the social media platforms. Um, and you'll probably get a taste of, um, of the sort of users we have from our Instagram. There's lots of houseplanty stuff on there. Brilliant, excellent, and we'll make sure we put all of the um, all of that in the show notes. And we're also going to make sure we put a picture of the logo that's going to go on the label, so people can uh, look out for that when they're they're doing their shopping. Because um, I think that that's going to help a huge amount of people. Um, 
So that's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us, George. Thank you, Alan. No, it's been it's been great. To t- good questions as well. well. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, and uh, we're definitely staying in contact, and I'll, I'll carry on using the app. And if I'm completely honest, I'm going to carry on trying to stump the experts. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I'll warn them. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those interesting games I've discovered. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, George. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Plants and Me podcast. We'll be back soon. If you can't get enough of all things plant-related, pop over to plants-uk.co.uk. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.